Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Many signs and wonders were done among the people. This is Acts 5 and verse 12. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, yet none of them, none of them, none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly, and the believers were increasing and added to the Lord multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick into the streets, listen to this, and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Verse 16, also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem and bringing the sick people to those who were tormented and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, they were all healed. They were what? All healed. Father, move in power tonight. In the moments that remain in this service, release your power to heal. Release the gifts of healings. Release all the gifts of the Spirit tonight. May we never be the same. In the name of Jesus, amen. I, uh, I was required as a part of my discipleship as a pastor under Dr. James Morocco, our senior, glo- senior global pastor who will be here Sunday morning and Sunday night. And uh, do we have, uh, can I have the attention of the, uh, the streaming people? The streamers? Mute me right now. Welcome back. We're so glad you're back tonight. Amen. Wonderful. So as a part of our, (laughs) what did he say? I don't know. No posting. Somebody say amen. Uh, I was required to read, read a book called I Still Believe in Miracles by Catherine Coleman. Anybody ever read that book? Okay, so all of you that want to see a release of miracle power in your life, in your ministry, you want to grow in faith, I think every Christian ought to read that book. And she's died and gone to heaven. But uh, there's a man that came to, came to minister to us a number of years ago. We haven't had him up here uh, in the islands he came, but we're planning on having him here. We haven't had him yet because we don't have the room. And uh, I've become friends with him. His name is Billy Burke. How many of you heard of Billy Burke? Very unusual guy. He's very eccentric, like, you know, like eccentric, like eccentric, like the 70s, 80s kind of eccentric evangelist except he's the genuine deal, not saying that they weren't, but I mean, there's, he is as genuine as the day is long, integrous and amazing, and the miracles are unbelievable. And so people come and they get healed and they tell their friends and they all come. Wouldn't that be amazing if God did that without a guest here? You know, he's gonna do it. You know why? He's gonna raise up y'all. He's gonna touch all of you all. You'll get a hold of what I'm preaching tonight and then you're gonna bring people in. You're gonna lay hands on the sick. These signs will follow them that believe. Do I have any believers in the house? Anybody believe? Come on, anybody believe? How about the lobby, my bearded friend? Come on, hallelujah. You know, since I've grown my facial hair, I'm finding that bearded men are nicer to me now. I'm not quite sure why that is. It's kind of like a club. 
It's kind of like walk in and they're like, I'm like, what's up? But before, I never got a nod like that. I feel like I upgraded on my man card. Billy Burke was, <laughs> some of you need an upgrade on your man card. You could try to grow some facial hair. But the truth is, really what you need is you need to find out who you are in Christ. And that is the ultimate setting free of who you are. You can try the machismo as much as you want, but if you don't have it down in the core, you don't have it in the end of corazón, it's not going to work. That's Spanish, the corazón is Spanish, I think so. Either that or it's an ointment or something. <laughs> Come on, lift your hands. I'm in trouble tonight. Ah! <laughs> oh, you know what you need? You need, a, you need a little end of cortisone on that. <laughs> That'll help you right out. Oh my gosh, Jesus, help me right now. Billy Burke. Billy Burke went to a Catherine Coleman. Billy Burke went to a Catherine Coleman meeting when he was a little boy and crippled. And uh, let, I mean, he had a, he'll tell his testimony. You can go read it and go look him up on Google and all of that. Tons of videos about him. He'll, he'll come up one of these days when we get it, enough room for him. I forget what the disease was, but it was incurable and he was going to die. And he was brought by his grandmother or something to a Catherine Coleman meeting. And he was all the way up in the balcony of some, you know, gigantic hall. And Catherine Coleman came in. How many of you, did anybody, you'd have to be older to have gone to their meetings. You have, did anybody here go to a Catherine Coleman meeting back in the day, years ago? All right. So, and she would come in, she would, she would come in and just be like all these long flowing gowns and just really unusual. And she'd say things, and she'd wisp in from the, from the side and he's like, have you been waiting for me? And then she'd flow in the gifts of the spirit and miracles would break out everywhere. Gifts of healings. He called little Billy down from the, down from the stairs called out his condition up in the balcony. You have this, this, and this. It was exactly him. It wasn't anybody else. Had a word of knowledge. Brought him all the way down to the front. He had hands laid on him. She prophesied he'd go into the ministry, and he's been in miracle evangelism ministry since he could, you know, since he was like 14 or something ridiculous, you know, amazing. God healed him. You know who's another person that you might know? Ivan Tate. Does anybody know Ivan Tate? He comes here all the time. Ivan Tate, he got saved as a football star he got saved underneath the old oak tree or something with a giant Bible. He was trying to hook up with this girl in high school, and she said, you know what, get away from me. I'm a Christian. Get away from me. Here, read this, as I remember. So he started reading the Bible underneath the tree. So he read the Bible under the tree. God just touched him, and he got born again. And then his whole football team in high school got born again, and a revival started, and he ended up he ended up speaking at this revival. He tells a story, it's hysterical. He just came in his little jeans. He didn't know what he was doing. He just stood there and said, if you want God, go to the tree with me right now. And like everybody went to the tree and got born again. It was just totally crazy, crazy. Well, he, with a friend of his, heard about Catherine Coleman and they were like a little bit, I don't know. And they went and Catherine Coleman, they were at the side entrance. I don't even think they could get in if I remember the story correctly. And Catherine Coleman was in her car, and she got out of her car and looked at them and just went, 
like this. And he said the power of heaven hit him and he fell down on a corner and he flows in miracle power too. You know, miracles, giftings, there's impartation that comes. See, tonight I'm going to preach to you. We're going to get into it. I'm not going to go long by the grace of God with all the intercessors praying. And you're going to receive impartation. See, I, I'm not here for my health. I've preached three times already today. I'm here because I believe that God is going to do something. We don't have a Wednesday night service because we need something more to do. We want to be here. I'm hungry for God. I want God to fill me, touch me, help me, heal me. I need healing tonight. I've come for my miracle tonight. I'm going to get healed. I, I'm going to get healed. And I have a problem right now. He said, what is that? I was working out with my son. And, uh, and I'm really enjoying it. It's awesome. And I, it was this particular new exercise that I've never done before. It was with one of those stretchy bungee cord things. You know, it was like the high-powered 80-pound version. You know, it wasn't like the little sissy kind. You know, like, well, you know what I'm saying. I'm sure the, little, the light ones aren't sissified. I'm just saying it was a big, heavy one. I put it on the end of my foot. I put it on the end of my foot. And I, I began to stretch, do this stretch thing. And it just wasn't enough torque, Doc. So I doubled up on it. And I really pulled, and it rolled off the top of my shoe and snapped me right across my eyes. It was so fast that I couldn't close my eyes. I have a problem with my right eye that I'm going to, I'm telling you, I'm going to get healed. God showed me I'm going to get healed. I'm going to get healed. How? Because how? I need to, I, come on. I need my eyes. And as I fell over backwards in searing pain with my eyes closed, praying in tongues like, it was that kind of pain like you probably just hurt yourself really bad. So I'm like, oh God, no, no. Ranaka Shanda. And my son is buckled over laughing. No, I mean like can't get a hold of himself. And then he look at me. Are you okay? I know the only regret is that he didn't have his phone out and make it just global. You make it global in instant. Pastor snaps his face with an 80-pound elastic uh, gym band. <laughs> We're not even done with the intro. We should probably move on to A. I need a miracle. Something's going on with my eye. I don't want to magnify that. I'm going to get prayed for at the end of this thing. I'm going to preach to you. Faith's going to rise. And if you need a miracle, you can get a miracle tonight. We don't have to have Billy, Billy Burke. And Catherine Coleman's dead. She's in heaven. We'll see her later. Billy Graham is also passed away. And uh, what's some other great healing evangelist? Benny Hinn's not coming. He's not coming. He's doing something else. If you need a miracle, God has a miracle for you, and he wants to release miracles through you as well. Can you say yes? yes. All right. In almost every service, let's get in the notes. Let's, let's make some tracks. Let me teach you and help you and teach this word because it's going to release faith. In every service we have, nearly every service we lay hands on the sick, nearly every one. Why? Because we believe in the miracle power that's released through the laying on of hands. 
And we've been doing that for many, many years. Jesus still heals today. That's what he did in the Old, that's what he did in the Old Testament. He was a healer in the Old Testament. He's a healer in the New Testament. And the apostles, the believers, they healed people in the name of Jesus. In whose name? In the name of Jesus. So God still heals today. Get the book, I Still Believe in Miracles by Catherine Coleman. It's available on Amazon. And why do we believe that God still heals? Well, God declares himself to be the healer in the Old Testament. A favorite script, I have lots of scripture, but for the sake of time, I'll just give you the addresses. And for those of you that are hungry and those of you that are thirsty and you wanna grow in your understanding of God's power to heal, then you go do the homework. In Exodus 15, 26, he says, I am the Lord your God that healeth thee. He is our healer. He's our healer, present tense. He's continually our healer, Exodus 15, 26. In Exodus, uh, pardon me, Exodus 23, 25, for note takers, Deuteronomy 7, 15. Psalm, it's not palm, Psalm, Psalm 103, two through five. Psalm 147, verse three. Proverbs. Get the A-track tape if you didn't get all of these and it's too fast for you. Proverbs 3, seven through eight. Psalm 147, verse 3, Jeremiah 30, verse 17. All through, and that's just a few. All through the Old Testament, God healed his people. God healed, God healed, God healed. How many of you know that the book of Hebrews says he's the same yesterday? Say it with attitude. He's the same yesterday, forever. Come on, someone say forever like you're from the East Coast. For Forever. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on, that's God. He doesn't change. Come on, Pastor Kirsten. Give me an amen in the back. Very good. Jesus healed the sick, and in Matthew 17, go there, Matthew Matthew 8, 17, Matthew 8, 17, we see this as a fulfillment of his messianic promise. Now, all the Old Testament is a picture book and types and shadows of the greater, the greater revelation, the greater things to come in the New Testament. So Matthew 8, verse 16, we'll take it from. When evening came, did anybody know why it was evening? Because the Sabbath had passed, and they figure it's legal now to heal. How many of you know it's legal to heal on the Sabbath too? Amen. But when evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out spirits with a word and healed all, there it is again, all the sick. This was to fulfill, everybody read verse 17. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. That's Isaiah 53. So Matthew acknowledges the fact that God, that Jesus is the Messiah fully God, fully man, from Isaiah 53, and declares it in Matthew 8, and as a result, declaring that the messianic age had begun, and and there's there's a very strong theological statement here, and I made some blanks, and I want you to write them in. Jesus, the messianic, in Jesus, the messianic age has dawned. The king, Jesus, has released his kingdom on earth, and a part of the work of God's kingdom is is healing, and you can't get away from it. And if you don't believe it's God to heal, then why do you go see the doctor? Are you like, 
Why do you go get help when you're sick? Because you know it doesn't feel right. It's not right. You need some help. And so you go to get help and thank God for doctors. Thank God. Thank God for Dr. David. Thank God for all the doctors that are part of our church. Thank God for all the doctors and people on the front line. Come on, say amen. amen. But he's a great physician. He's the one that's imparted knowledge and wisdom and reveal. He brings revelation. The church throughout the ages believed in the power of God to heal. John G. Lake's ministry, listen to these statistics. How many of you heard of John G. Lake? John G. Lake records approximately 30,000 30, healings a month in his ministry through the healing rooms back in the 1900s. And you read the story, and there's, there's uh, stories of John G. Lake, and there's all kinds of books, and I'd encourage you to read them. Over 100,000 documented cases of healing. The hospital was shut down where his, I think it's in Spokane. They have hospitals now in Spokane, but there was a release of God's power in Spokane, Washington. How many of you heard this before? The, the hospitals couldn't function because there was not enough, they couldn't make enough money off of it. Money, couldn't make enough money. So they, it's another message. Their stories were declared in the, in the local newspaper. I mean, he's given the key to the city. It was declared the healthiest city in all of America because of John G. Lake and the healing rooms. Why? Because somebody got a hold of the gifts of healings and miracles. What would happen? What would happen if you and I, if we decided to lay hold of something that we've never laid hold of before? What would happen if God opened up your heart, opened up your, your spirit to lay hold of a fresh touch of God that brings healing and deliverance to the captives? I've already made a decision years ago. And I, I, see, I see devils cast out. I see people healed, blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, stage four cancers healed. Here, right here, right here. Not Billy Burke, right here, us. But I know there's another level. And the power of God put on display will break open the city like Anchorage. It'll break, it'll break open the city like Spokane. I'm going to tell you, if God's people could get a hold of their blood-bought right and begin to stand up and decree the word of the Lord unashamed, unabashed, it'd become a majority and a wave of healing would hit the city. Would it, I'm going to tell you something. God's power is bigger than methamphetamines. God's power is bigger than pornography. God's power is bigger than alcoholism. God's power is bigger than the cannabis industry. Come on, can you say Amen. The challenge is, is that many people don't put him on display. Heard a story of an EMT, and um, he's prayed over 60 to, 60 to 65 dead people. He's an EMT. How many of you know what an EMT is? Okay, so he is an um, ambulance guy. Prayed over 60 to 65 dead people. And uh, here's the report. Five of them came back to life after being dead for periods of 20 to 90 minutes. Well, what happened to the other 50 something? Oh, zip it. Five's pretty good. If you're dead, you're pretty happy about it. 
unless you went to heaven, then I understand the people that are in heaven that come down, come back or brought back by faith are really mad. And uh, there's lots of stories about that. I've prayed for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Some people, it seems like I didn't see anything happen. And we Pentecostals like seeing stuff happen. And we like the manifestation of the Spirit, some, some dramatic thing. I like that. I like seeing, I don't know, it's just awesome. But you don't have to fake it. Just be you. Somebody said, well, I, 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 you know, I fell over when he prayed for me because I just felt bad for him. Listen, if, if the dude needs, or the, or, the, or the lady or the guy or the pastor needs a courtesy drop, and uh, you don't have to give him a courtesy drop, really you don't. Let him get his, let him get his strength and his uh, confidence in the prayer closet and by God's word. Don't worry about, well, if I, I didn't fall out, so I'm not sure. You don't have to fall out, but you might. That's why we've got drop cloths. Thank you. We're drop cloth lady. God bless you. All right, let's look, at, let's look at the text quickly. One of the gifts of the Spirit is gifts of healings. There's an S on the end. And I think every, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, every, every healing's a gift. Come on, someone say every healing's a gift. Every healing is a gift. Every single one. Think about it. How many of you have been healed before? I mean, it doesn't matter. You were in a church service, not a church service. You went to the doctor. They gave you some cortisone, and, uh, and you got healed, okay? Well, that was stinking funny right there, but you guys aren't tracking with me right now. How many of you got healed by some means? You had a broken arm. You went you got it. Every, listen, all healing. Everybody say all healing. All All healing is from the Lord. That's not to say that Satan doesn't do counterfeit miracles. He does. So please note that. Just because you got healed by the witch doctor, how many of you know that that's not good? Okay. But healing is, is a gift. Every healing is a gift. Come on, someone say thank you. You should, come on. You could have been dead years ago. My, if it wasn't for modern medicine and the intervention of Almighty God, both my kids wouldn't be here. You know why I think I can see tonight? Mostly. Because I tithe. Let's move on. There are various kinds of healings. Hey, you know, it would not be good for a preacher to lose his eyesight. I mean, if I had lost my eyesight, I'd get it back and continue on and do what God called me to do, but... I'm telling you, God, God spared me from a giant rubber band slapping me in the eyeball. <laughs> On a more positive note, we went to work out today, and I was able to outrun my 18-year-old son, so somebody ought to give him praise. For now. He said he wasn't trying, but I'm not so sure. There are various kinds. I just thought I'd throw that in because you laughed at me yesterday. Amen. There are various kinds of healings. There's physical healings, mental healings, mental healings. Some of you need some of that right now. I won't ask you to raise your hand if you know someone needs a mental healing. They're mental. They need healing. I've received mental healing, emotional healing. Listen, when I, when I came into the church, the biggest thing for me was I had a broken heart. I did have some organ problems and challenges, but mostly I was emotional basket case. God healed my, healed my organs, 
And he healed my broken heart. He healed my emotions. I, I was so wound up, torn up. Anybody else been healed of your emotions? That's a work of the Spirit of God. I said, that's a work of the Holy Spirit, gifts of healing. Healing manifests itself differently at times, gradually, other times instantaneously. And I was reading in a, in a book as I was studying for the KSM, and consequently you're hearing some of that now for KSM class, instantaneously and, uh, and then gradually. So somebody said, well, it's instantaneous. It's a miracle. Oh, so if it's gradual, then it's healings. Whatever, just lay hands on my eye and heal my eye. I don't care if it's instantaneous or I'm gonna get whatever God has for me. Can you say amen? All right, many different ways to administer healing. Quickly moving now at 819. Words of knowledge. And I've seen this over and over. Word of knowledge is a, is a tidbit, a sound bite from heaven of knowledge. And I've seen God in my own life give me a word of knowledge, and I've seen it through many, many others where you get, you just know that this person needs healing in their right shoulder or, or their knee or their eye, or their emotions, over and over and over and over and over. So healing can be released that way. When a word of knowledge comes, it releases what? It releases faith, and the person's like, I mean, there's no way he could know that, which means God must have told him, which means God must want to heal me. Right, exactly. Word of knowledge. The laying on of hands. Now, laying on of hands is literally what it, it's exactly what it is. It's a couple different kinds of laying on of hands in Scripture. Laying on of hands and being arrested, that's not the kind of laying on of hands you want. Some of you have had that. I suggest you don't do that. But there's a laying on of hands for impartation, for healing, for miracles. Come on, these, these hands are loaded. Come on, look at your hands and say, my hands are loaded. I had a friend of mine, very prosperous business guy. He owned numerous businesses in the, in the islands and in California. And close friends of mine, I brought him into the church, but he was apprehensive about all the Pentecostal stuff. And uh, I think someone ran around the building on that night, which is usually how that works. You bring some conservative person in and then somebody's screaming in tongues. And then they run around the building and they're like, okay, uh, okay. So he was, you know, he honored me and trusted me enough and didn't want to hurt my feelings. So he's like, you know, that was weird. I'm like, yeah, it'll be okay. (laughs) So service goes on. It was Cleddy Keith was ministering that day. Letty Keith is a great man of God. I think he's in Kentucky. He's on the East Coast and close friends with Dr. Morocco. And uh, he's going to pray for people. And so the guy, the friend of mine says, what's he, what's he doing? I said, well, in Scripture, you see this. They'd lay hands on people, and they'd receive the baptism of the Spirit. They'd lay hands on people, and they, and they recover. It's a, um, there's healing that's released. It's like an impartation. It's a God thing, you know. He said, well, I need healing in my back. I said, well, you want to go up? I'll go with you. He's like, all right, let's go, bro. I'm like, all right. He'd never been in church. He come walking right up the aisle, got right here. Cleddy Keith is praying for people. Some people are falling out. Some people are laughing. Some people are crying. He gets to my friend. He lays hands on him. And my friend shot right out of his hands and was back about a row on his back. And I thought, whoo, yeah, come on. <laughs> Welcome to Kings. <laughs> <laughs> and so he got up, and here's what he said to me. Man, what was, what, what the, what, what the, how many of you know some, the people will curse? You know, they, they, unbelievers, when, when they get touched by the power of God, will drop a few F-bombs. And you should not be scared about that. That's happened here. If it happens again, it just means they've never been touched like that. So when I calmed him down, he says to me, he's 
got dope in his hands, man. He's got, I said, he don't have any dope in his hands. That's the power of God. He goes, my back. I don't have any back pain. And I'm talking suffered with back pain. Anybody know someone that suffered with back pain? Consequently, we got him to get prayed for again. And apparently the guy had dope in his hands again. Dope from heaven. That's the kind of, some of you need some of that dope. You get rid of your other dope. Laying on a pants. Anointing with oil. James talks about that. You'll notice if you, if you want to know what it is. This is not like a, a little a shot of wine or anything that we take right before we preach or anything. This is anointing oil. This is oil. And uh, I'm particular about my oil. Um, and I, I'll, I'll just tell you. Can I tell you something? It's a, it's a theory. It's not scriptural. Well, maybe, it could be, maybe. A church that has anointing oil that's rotten. Thank God. <laughs> I'm like, come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Church of that has a... Church that has rotten anointing oil um, needs to get fresh oil. Anointing oil is a picture of the Holy Spirit. And so you'll see in James, is any of you sick among you, let them call upon the elders of the church. It's hard to call upon the elders of the church if you don't have a church. They'll anoint with oil in the prayer of faith. They'll save that sick person. The Lord will heal him and raise him up. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. There's mass healings. Yeah, not, not Catholic mass. Come on. Mass, like, not massive, like large population of, like, like right now, I'm going to pray right now. Lay, lay hands on your body, the part of your body that needs healing. And if it's your head, your mind, your emotions, you just do one of these. Father, in the name of Jesus. Because there's already faith in the room. You can, you can, you can sense it. There's a, you can sense it. There's a tangibility. There's a tangible sense of the presence of God. Faith is risen here to a certain degree. It's going to get higher. But right now, in the name of Jesus, we curse infirmity, sickness, and disease. Those online, right in the name of Jesus, chronic pain. In Jesus' name, we command you to go. Every kind of back condition, God's healing backs right now. All back problems, all joint problems, emotional problems. Cycles of captivity, those who are caught in a cycle, emotional cycles of destruction and self-hatred. Those that stand before a mirror and look at the mirror and how much they hate their big nose or their small nose or their big lips or their small lips or their color of their skin and you come in agreement with how, how ugly you are and you wish that you were different, you wish that you were in another family, you wish, you wish, you wish. Stop agreeing with the devil, shut his mouth. God made you fearfully and wonderfully, knit you together. When you're in your mother's womb, he knit you together. Quit belly aching and start rejoicing that you know him. Don't agree upon the, uh, in, on the altar of Satan with how ugly you are or how impossible it's gonna be. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. All right, check yourself. How many of you got a measure of healing or complete healing? Raise your hand. 
Wonderful. Look at this. Raise them high. Encourage everybody. Look around. Okay, I don't think anybody was dead. But this is good. Come on, look at the hands that are raised. One, two, one over here. All right, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. How many, total, 100%, the pain's completely gone. Where are you? Totally gone. Totally healed. Come on, give them praise. Isn't God great? How many of you got a partial healing? All right, partial healing. Those of you that are next to the partial healed people, just put a hand on their shoulder if that's okay. All right, so you mind if you go like this? I think you gotta go like that. You gotta, you gotta do a double right here. There you go. That's it. In the name of Jesus, come on, in the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. All right, let's, let's go a little deeper, a little further. Because there are mass healings. In fact, John G. Lake, there's a story of him standing over some canyon in Africa in a loincloth, and like 50,000 people got healed. This is in some of his books that he's read. I don't know if the loincloth had anything to do with it. I'm pretty sure it didn't. I think he was just dressing, you know, being appropriately dressed. Acts 3. Let's look at Acts 3. Oh, other ways. Other ways. Other, everybody say other ways. I thought this was Pastor Karen, but I asked her and she said it wasn't. So it, it had to be somebody else. But I saw this and it was in Maui and there, we had an usher who was easy 6'5", 350. Pretty big. Big dude. And a lady went down. She came up for a back problem and she was kind of over in this area. She got prayed for and she, she went down on the ground by the grace of God and the power of God. And she had one of those, you know, the drop cloth people came. And they, they put the drop cloth over her to cover her dignity. And there she is. And I'm watching. And I see this usher. It's a little crowded. Six foot five. It's hard to miss him. About 350. Comes to stand behind somebody else. Praying. Praying for this word. Gets to the next person. Power God hits this person. He stumbles, trips, and like a giant sequoia. How many of you know what a sequoia is? A redwood. Timber! And everybody's like, when he hit the ground. And we heard him hit the, he landed on top of her. I think I heard noises. So instantly, I'm hustling down along with others. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, we're down there. No lawsuit. No lawsuit. Be healed. His name is Jim. His numbers. Okay. That's not happen. We don't even think like that. Mostly. She got totally healed. Somehow the sequoia adjusted her back, doctor. Just <laughs> Holy Ghost chiropractic from a 350-pound usher. Do not try ushers. Don't try that. Everybody say, I will not do that on purpose. But there are other ways, miraculous ways that God brings about healing. That's an unusual one. I can think of many others. Let's go ahead and move to Acts 3. So Acts 3... Uh, the faith of Peter and John are seen. They create expectation. That's important. They create expectation. 
It's 8.30. I'm going to go about 15 more minutes. I promise you, I will not be done later than that. They create expectation. I better take that back. I recant that statement. There is a possibility we could go longer than 8.45. (laughs) They create expectation. And when you come to church, let me ask you, what's your expectation level? What's your expectation level? Are you expecting that God's going to touch you, speak to you, and do something? Because if you're not, then you need to adjust that. You need to dial in to say, man, maybe this is a service. My expectation level is very high. Because, because I need healing in my right eye, you're going to pray for me. I'm going to get healed. I'm believing for instant. I would prefer instant as opposed to gradual, but I'm, I'm going to get healed. You know, an actual fact. <laughs> but I had this vision, so I better just do it. Here, quickly come. I think I might be healed already, but make sure you put some Purell on your hands. I could care less. All right, you ready? I actually, oh, on this side of you would. And uh, right hand, left hand, I don't care. Just go right over, right over the top of my eye and uh, go for it. Come on, pray. Why don't you reach your hands for me? Really, I got snapped like like 300-pound rubber band on my eyeball. And, it, and it, it, it's not been working very well. I actually think I already got healed, but go for it. Yes, God. Lord, we just thank you right now. Lord, pour out your spirit right now. We speak to the eye right now. We say, be whole in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be whole in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be set free in the name of Jesus. It's the power of Jesus. Yes, God. Release it. Yes, God. Both eyes, oh God. Both eyes, oh God. Fill them, oh God. Give them clear vision, God. Clear vision, oh God. Clear vision, oh God. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be set free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes, God. Oh, I got an usher, too. Okay, I've got some improvement. I thought it was 100% gone. Father, in the name of Jesus, do the whole thing right now. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. You can get healed just by having an expectancy and showed up. I, I've seen people just say, I'm, I'm hoping for something to happen. Then they get to church and they're like, it's time for prayer. And they're like, hey, wait a minute. I've gotten healed in, in the middle of worship. I've gotten healed during preaching. When Peter was preaching, the power of the Holy Spirit fell. I'm telling you, if, you're, if you anticipate a move of God, you're going to have one. Command is given. Silver and gold have I none, but at the name of Jesus, what I have, I give unto you. The church has forgotten what they actually have. You have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. A command is given, and that's a key to releasing healing. Speak to the broken place. Speak to the thing that needs to go. Speak to the demon that's afflicting. Speak to the spirit of addiction. There's a number of people here that are struggling with addiction. It's a spirit. And it's latched onto you and has entrance into your life for a variety of different reasons. Sometimes it's generational. Other times it's just you've been through such deep hurt and then you opened up that door of what the Bible would call pharmakia. And then it began to afflict you. And many times bondages are like a jigsaw puzzle. They, they kind of work together and lock you up. But a spirit of addiction is a mean spirit. So how do you know that? I can feel it in the room. What do you mean you can feel it in the room? They used to be my best friends, but in actual fact, they were my enemies, and I know them. 
and they've come to afflict people. I would never want to embarrass anybody. That's why I'm just staring at the camera. But if you've come with a spirit of addiction, you can get set free tonight. I said you can get set free tonight. I command you, ugly, foul demon of addiction, loose your hold now, right now, off of these precious ones in Jesus' name. That's a command. All right. He took a step of faith and lifted him up. He took him by the hands and lifted him up. I, I took a step of faith when I started looking around and checking to see if my, see if my eye is healed. And I, I got 50%. I'm going to get the rest of it in Jesus' name. Take 50% and ram it down the devil's throat and go for 100 by the way, if you pray for someone and you pray for yourself and the pain moves to another part of your body, it's clearly a devil. You're like, what? That happens like every day. Welcome to Kings. We're going to help you out tonight. Keys, please. It took a step of faith, and that had to be quite a thing. Take a step of faith and grab him by the hand and yank him up. I mean, 40 years crippled out of his mother's womb. 40 years. So he's been begging since he's probably 10. So he's 30 years at the gate. And he gets healed. He gets miraculously healed. But what would happen if Peter and John didn't grab him and yank him? I mean, come on, crippled guy. And he grabs him by the hand. He says, silver and gold have I none. But what I have I give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. And he yanks him. I've seen some crazy stuff. I've seen the works of the flesh, which is ugly. Somebody thinking they had an idea to do something crazy like Smith Wigglesworth. I've seen people buckled, full, full punch to the gut, hit the guy's spine. That's how hard he hit him. The young man went down screaming curses at him. Why'd you hit me? Why'd you, why'd you hit me? Crying. I was able to talk to both of them and help them out. It happened a long time ago and not here. And the person that punched him said, you know, we've tried everything. I just, I was reading a book on Smith Wigglesworth. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing worked. I figured I'd hit him. <laughs> you know, what's crazy is 10 years later, 10 years later, saw him. Never changed. Set him free, God. You know, you have a choice. It's a choice to change. Healing. You took a step of faith. You got to take steps of faith sometimes to see healing. Healing, and, and, and in the healing, the gifts of healing, many are added. Healing added people to the church. Let me just tell you the purpose for every touch, for every healing, for every prophetic word, for every touch of God, for the, the word that God spoke to you out of the Psalms this morning, the, the word that God spoke to you out of Romans or Haggai or Whenever, whenever you got a word of encouragement and, the, and you got bolstered in your faith and strength. You know why? You know why? Because he loves you and he cares for you, wants to help you, wants to comfort you, wants to equip you to make you more mature, wants you to grow up. Come on, I'm growing up. Anybody else want to grow up? I'm going to grow up. I'm going to keep growing up. Don't worry, Pastor Karen. I'm going to get there. Amen. And it's also so that you can be a distributor and to, to help other people. It's not about you and me. It's about others. It's about others. Then quickly, Acts 5, a wave of healing is seen. 
And faith is seen as a part of the individual and as the crowd, as we looked at. An unusual way people are healed, people are healed by a shadow. I've been in services where there's been incredible breakouts of healing power. And I'll tell you, I, w- I went to a revival uh, in Florida, Lakeland, Florida. It was, it was the biggest pileup of spirit and flesh I have ever been to in my life. Oh, like really? I mean, there was such a display of God's glory. And then mixed in with that was so much flesh. It was almost confusing. I'd never really been in that. I've been in environments where God had poured out, pouring out his spirit and amazing historical moves of God. And there wasn't that dimension of the flesh, but this had a whole bunch of flesh attached to it. And as I looked at the, I think there was 8,000 people there that had flown in from all over the world, all over. They weren't even from America, but it was in America. And you know why they flew in? Because they're desperate. And the desperation of people flying in from all over the world. They got plane tickets. They heard there was a revival. They heard that God was doing miracles. It spread through the internet and different things happened. This is like 10 years ago. And I went with Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim and I went. 2007. God supernaturally allowed for us to go together. We went for a weekend, provided housing, and it was just amazing. We went to this thing. And I was in shock because I saw the nations. I remember looking around. It was all these nations, but hardly anybody from the U.S. And I prayed. I said, Lord, why is that? I said, people are desperate all around the world. And I said, and what is this mixture And he didn't say anything to me. I just thought, I do not get it. I don't get it. And I prayed and I thought, well, I'm going to ignore the flesh. I'm going to get some. Come on, God. Mess me up with truth. Give me a fresh anointing. Do something in my life. And Pastor Tim and I got so touched by God. He could tell you about it today. It was awesome only to find out 30 days later that the guest speaker was sleeping with his secretary and was drunk for all of the services. He's been restored now, I hope and pray. So I hear. May it be so. Come on, there's restoration. How hungry are you? I'm convinced that the manifestation of God's power was coming because people were desperate. You know that Jesus, the name of Jesus is powerful whether you drunk right now or or not. The name of Jesus is the name of Jesus and every knee will bow. And there's an anointing that can come on the minister or you can come with your own expectation and anointing. And I'm going to tell you what we're lacking in a little bit is a deep hunger and a yearning for God to show up in power. In our prayer closets, in our prayer services. Oh, I'm thankful. There's a lot of wonderful things going on. Don't hear me wrong. I just know there's another level. Come on, gifts of healing. Can you say amen? Again, people added to the church. So the miracles and the signs and the wonders that take place, one of the main purposes is to add it to the church. What good is it if you get healed and go to hell? Tell me what good is that? Huh? What good is it if you don't, if your eyes work real good, but you split hell wide open? What good, what good would that be? You, Yeah, that's not good. 
It's to draw people to the kindness and the grace and the love of Jesus so that they get born again, so they get saved. It's 843. I'm almost done. And we're going to pray. God's speaking to us tonight. He wants to flow his power through us. The gifts of healings in his church, he wants to release that. He said, isn't he doing that now? To a degree. We're grateful. Like I said, we lay hands on the sick nearly every service. But what you emphasize and the word that comes out of your mouth will be manifested in your midst. Let me say that again. That which comes out of your mouth will be manifested in your midst. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You start focusing and, and praying and asking God to release miracles, gifts of healing, really all the gifts. How many of you want to hear God's word more accurately? How many of you want to prophesy? How, how many of you want words of knowledge to flow and operate? Well, what are you doing to, what are you doing to go deeper? Because, because many times people just think it's just going to hit you one day. Like you got up and you're getting, you used the auto starter on your truck and you get out and you get in your truck and you pull the handle and whack! Shaka-ta-ta. And then all of a sudden you got it. That's not how that works. Now it can be. But many times it's positioning your heart to say, God, I want to be used in power because I see the desperate cry of broken, hurting people and I want you to use me. And that really needs to be the motivation, not, not your name and lights. God, I want you to use me. Come on, lift your hands all across this place. I believe that through this very simple series, our forgotten birthright, healing, our forgotten birthright, that God is going to release fresh faith to you. Come on, won't you receive right now? You come expecting God to heal you. Come expecting God to use you. Tomorrow, in Walmart. Tomorrow, Fred Myers. Tomorrow, tonight, you're getting gas. Be open to let God use you in the gifts of healing. Be open. But actually, it needs to be more than that. You could just be open or you could position your heart with a passion and a fervor and a spiritual violence. Heaven rewards spiritual violence. The, the heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. What that means is there's a spiritual violence of like hungry and thirsty and desperate for God to fill you, touch you, and use you. It'll get you up in the morning when you're tired to pray. It'll cause you to fast. There needs to be a new transgenerational. <clears throat> the Lord is releasing transgenerational anointings, not just on the young, not just on the old, but on all who would say yes and partake. And that power, that anointing, that enablement, that endowment of power is desperately needed in our city, desperately needed in our state desperately needed in the nation. Don't look to the federal government to figure it out. How many of you know you know that's right? Don't look for some special guest to come and just bring it. You know who the special guest is? His name is Jesus. And he came and he took the sin 
of the world upon himself. He took your sin. He took my sin. He, he died on a cruel Roman cross. On the third day, he got up and he ascended into the heavens. And he sent the, the Holy Spirit the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The apostle Paul was so powerfully used because of signs and wonders, not the eloquence of man and not his cute leadership, five-point teaching on, on godly servant leadership. He put the power of God on display in the name of Jesus through mighty signs and wonders. Mighty signs and wonders, says the Bible. Mighty signs. I've seen a few, but I'm not sure if they're mighty. Maybe, maybe one or two. I want to go deeper in God. I want to go deeper in God. I want to go deeper. Anybody else? Holy Spirit. Let your hunger drive you, your passion drive you to the throne. God is not a respecter of persons. Man's the one you can't, the man is not the one that can give you the elevation you're looking for. You know it. Holy Ghost, heal his body 100% and release fresh. Hearts come step into the aisle. Lift your hands. Here come. Father, thank you for this couple. I heard the Lord say this. You haven't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen the very, very early drops of rain. And it's good, and you're thankful, and it's great, and you're blessed. But it says in Zechariah, in the time of rain, pray for rain. I see God putting fresh oil and fresh power, fresh rain, a fresh flow of his anointing, not only to you for your own personal needs, which you would hardly even, nobody even knows about them, but for the needs of a, of a church, a people, to equip the saints and the needs of the harvest. I've given you the kind of heart that I have. I even named you the hearts. Fresh oil, fresh rain, fresh power, fresh fire, fresh anointing for the sake. For the sake of the harvest. Joshua, stand and put your camera aside. Just come stand here. Lift your hands to heaven. If you need healing in your body, just, just right there by yourself. I'll, I'll be back, maybe. Go after Jesus. Come on, you need healing in your body. Just right now. Receive right now. Receive right now. Receive right now. Receive right now. Father, thank you. Healing is a children's bread. children's bread. There is a great battle that is taking place and y'all are in the midst of it. 
like bombs going off on the right and the left. The Lord says, I've given you and put victory into your hands, but like a tool that you would use to perform a particular task at work, you will have to work it. I've given you the sword of the Spirit, and I'm going to teach you how to wield it. And in the wielding of the sword, you'll see a display of, of healing, mercy, and grace. I'm going to pour in fresh understanding. And I see a series of dreams coming to you to give you some instructions. It's going to be plain. It's going to be clear. And as you take those steps, just like you have to learn to be a journeyman electrician or you learn to be a journeyman plumber, so many in the body of Christ have not learned how to rightly divide the word and don't know how to use the word to take authority. And there is clearly an assignment that has been targeted over you. And tonight, in the name of Jesus, I decree victory. Great man of God. Lord, a great man of God, you have made him to be. And I decree victory, and I see you wielding a fresh, broad sword from the Word. You'll see things touch. You'll see things change. Christmas is going to be filled with joy. Holy Spirit, touch. Hannah, would you sing? Just go get a mic for me, for the Lord. Just sing some prophetic something, some healing thing. Come on, lift your hands all across this place. It's 8.52. I don't know if you know about Netflix, but like you can cue that back up and like watch that after. You're the healer. Go on, sugar. your night. to step in and two-thirds aren't quite sure I want to tell you that the water's fine it's a choice you make to get it into the power of the Holy Spirit you have to put your phone up silence the over voice of your of your mind the yapping dog that wants to tell you, you got to go home and you didn't put that thing in the refrigerator you might have left the up you know might have left the, the iron. Is the iron on? It's got to auto off. Come on. Mostly. I need to put another log in the fire. In there. Yeah. It'll be okay. So your house will be a little colder when you get home. Push that stuff aside for the next 10 minutes max. Push it aside 
It's a choice you make to enter into the things of the Spirit of God. It's not just something that's just going to hit you. You want healing. You want breakthrough. Many times you have to just you have to just go for it. What do you mean? I'll give you an illustration. Like, has anybody ever had one of those one of those towels, like from from uh, Fort Lauderdale or something? You know, like this big. You know, they're like this big. It's a towel. You peel the plastic off and then you have to drop it in water and it becomes a stinking bath sheet. Has anybody seen those things? Okay, that's not going over so good. It's a Fort Lauderdale thing. Let's try another illustration. You ever seen a, a sponge, a really dry sponge? And they're small? And then you take the dry sponge and you put it in solution and what happens? That's, you'd be like that. I don't, I don't really understand, but... You can have your hands in your pockets for God's sake. You don't have to have your hands up. You don't have to speak Elizabethan English. Just take whatever posture you want. Get on your face, maybe. You'd be like, well, I used to get on my knees. Then get on your knees. I don't, I don't care what posture you take. You don't have to stay in your seat, and you're more than welcome to. Hannah, my daughter's going to sing one more time. And I'm telling you, God's presence and power is rolling over this place. Will you just receive? Five minutes now, our service will be over. Are you ready? Be the dry sponge that's dropped into solution. Yeah, you can come to the altar. You can come to the front. You take whatever posture you want. How, how much do you want to touch a God? How much do you want to be healed? Or you want to stand in for somebody else? Receive right now. Receive right now. healed. That's how it works. That's how it works. Come on, reach up and receive. Again, in the name that's above every other name. If you have a terminal disease and you want healing, step out from where you are. Come right up here. Hey, can I pray for you too? Dawn, Burke, can I pray for you? Would you come here? Would that be all right? Would you guys come? Is that all right? Both of y'all. Come lift your hands. Pastor Karen.
gift of leadership's on you. I'm going to elevate you, says the Lord. You are hungry and thirsty, and I see that you are a rope holder for many. Holy Spirit, come right now. Release your power. Come on, keep going after God. Come on, keep going after God. Only by the blood, only by all. 
Don't get in your head. Stay in your heart. Stay in your heart. Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, come tonight. Fire. Do it. Be healed. 100% healed. The Lord says set the clock. Set the calendar. Look at the date. Set it. Put a thumbtack on it. Write it down. Put it in your phone. Put a reminder. Do an alarm in the morning, an alarm at night. Set the date. And if it doesn't happen by that date, cut every cord, cut every tie, and move on. Move on. Did you get it? I want to hear that. Go ahead. That's you. Sing it. things impossible. I am putting hearts together and I'm bringing reconciliation even between family members and you're going to see them come from the north, come from the south, come from the east and the west. In Jesus' name, sorry, it's 904. If you need to go get your children, please go right ahead. I'm sorry, I've gone long, as promised. There's going to come reconciliation. There's going to come restitution. That which is stolen is going to be restored. Thank you for getting your children. That helps us not lose Wednesday night children's workers. You can come on back in with them if you want to. Pastors, ministers, come pray for these. Hannah, sing again one more time. Oh, man. 
sensitive to the fact that some have to go and uh, if you're here tonight and you're not right with God you've never given your heart to Jesus don't leave this place in that condition or perhaps you've given your heart to Jesus but you know you're not right you got stuffed compromised different things that happened you're not as on fire as you used to be you want to get right with God you want to give your heart back to Jesus you've given your heart to him before but you want to recommit you want to sell out you want to come home or, number three, if you just want to be assured of your salvation, the devil lies to you, and you're not sure. You just want to be sure. You say, that's me, Pastor Daniel. If that's you, why don't you pray this prayer right where you're at? And if you're one that prays this prayer, you stop by our Next Steps desk. I'll have people there to help you grow in the things of God to take the next steps. I want to receive Jesus. First time, recommit or just be sure. Would you pray this prayer with me right out loud? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place, to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Heal me. Heal my emotions. Heal my mind, heal my body, and use me for the purpose for which I was created. Amen. I pray for you, Holy Spirit. I pray, fill, touch, bless, baptize in the Holy Ghost right now. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, it takes God to live for God. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and you want to be baptized in the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and I have whole messages on it, so I'll just not take long to tell you, it's the power of God, the Holy Spirit that comes to live inside of you, but also upon you. And He'll give you a prayer language. It's God praying through you. And that's what you heard over there, which was tongues and interpretation, which I gave. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and you want that, I want you to come right now. Just come all the way up to the front. And just a housekeeping point. If you're not authorized to pray for people in the altar in this church, do not pray for people in the altar in this church because I don't know where your hands have been. If you have a desire to grow in that, We'll help you grow and stop at the next steps desk. All right. You want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost? Quickly come, quickly, quick, 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 quick. Come just line up all the way across the front. Line away all the way across the front. Want to get your prayer language. 
Hallelujah. All right, raise your hand if that's you. I don't know who, I don't know who it is. All right, awesome. It's good to see you. I'm so glad you came because I have a prophetic word for you. Okay, here come, just stand, lift your hands. There's a, a brand new, a brand new day has dawned upon your life and upon your family. And you, having come in the way that you have, and you've known the Lord, He's kept you, He's protected you. Uh, I want my team, pastors, ministers, would you come just lay hands on these and pray? Come around the front like you own it and pray for these to be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Would you lead us, Minister Micah? Lord says that I am going to strengthen Even when 
you just have to sing until it breaks. And men, well, I don't have a good voice. It is irrelevant. Come from your heart. I'm telling you, God is moving on behalf of his people. I want you to sing it again. If you weren't singing, start singing. If you're having a conversation, take it to the lobby because God wants to touch a few people just for a few more moments. Come on, lift your voice, Hannah, you lead us. Lift your voice and sing. Even when I don't sing. Forget about your neighbor. Don't feel it's your Unless they're your wife or husband. Lift your voice. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it's your working. Even when I don't feel it's your working. You never stop. You never stop. Come on. Let them hear you angry. but Netflix just works the same. Amen. We love you so much. If we still have some volunteers for the men, they're meeting in the back somewhere, right over by the chairs as soon as I close. And uh, uh, ladies, going to have a great Christmas treat, tea. Dr. Morocco will be with us on Sunday morning, uh, Sunday night. And uh, then I, there was that other announcement that I made when it was not broadcasting. So be mindful of that. Plug in, be a part of some of these teams, be a part of life groups, stop at the next steps desk. If you haven't been through Discover Track, it's the next best thing since sliced bread. We love you. May the Lord bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, lift up his countenance towards you, be gracious to you, and give you.
peace. See you this week. Bless you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.